Many of you might know Alex Sanfilippo, who is the founder of Podmatch. And if you don't, you should know him. Definitely go check out what he does over at PodPros. But he has become, God, in the last, not even a year, he has become such a great friend and a mentor and a peer of mine. And I, it's really funny, we were on this call and he just asked me this one question and I just started just like spilling my guts out. And so I wanted to actually share that call with you that midway, I was like, oh, this is just going to become a podcast episode. So this is a completely unedited, uncensored conversation between two tech co-founders, um, Alex and myself, about how we've been, we struggle with some of these things about how entrepreneurship has been treating us. And I hope that anyone listening to this, whether you're an entrepreneur in anything, an expert-based business, like a coach, a consultant, service provider, especially with a podcast, that some of the messages and some of the things that we talk through here will help you. My name is Deidre Shen. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cap Show, and this is the Grow My Podcast Show. Yeah, yeah. So Deidre, how are you? And what I mean, like what I mean by that is like, I'm actually wondering how you are as a founder in the podcasting space. Like, I'm just wondering how you're doing. Yeah, I think in this exact moment in time, Alex, I, there's like, I'm battling with like really good things and I'm always grateful for the really good things, but you know, I can't help but have some of the more negative things like get me down. So right now, for example, great thing is that we have a ton of subscribers and the number of Capshovians that we have on Capshow is growing, which is amazing. The bad thing is that we have, um, we're just constantly hitting server overload issues, errors, and it's a nightmare. And I, I think I, I take this stuff so personally because I want to be building the best thing ever for podcasters. And I feel like I'm letting it run down if that makes sense. So that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> you know, well, I, I like that you feel that way because it shows that you care. Like if I can just be trained, that's how I am too. Like, and I imagine you lose sleep at night, like, and we can get into that in a second, but like you, you're doing that because you care. If you didn't care, you'd be like, numbers are climbing. Sometimes doesn't work, but you know, whatever, we'll get there. No, like it actually bothers you that sometimes things like servers go down or like, or, or lag or, you know, the, yeah. here's the thing, hold on, like a side rant here. And I'm sorry, I'll, I'll turn it back. This is not why we're here, but I, I got to give it a side rant. You're literally paving the future of the internet. Like AI is the future of the internet. Servers don't know what to do with that yet. Like it's just, let's just be real. The tech of what you're building versus what's available is outpacing it. It's like when YouTube got started, like streaming video was a new thing. And it was like, didn't work on half the computers, right? Like it was one of those things that just the internet had to catch up with what was being like being created, the innovation. So you're at the forefront of that. So you're driving things forward for people like me. Like my software runs more smooth on servers in the future because I'm not forcing things to get better, but you're actually paving the future. So like, I know it, it probably sucks and it's probably scary. And because you care about people so much that you serve, it bothers you. But like at the same time, like I think that a lot more people probably understand that you are actually paving the future for all of us. And that's the requirement of it. Like it's disrupting, right? So it, there's some friction that's going to happen. Does that, does that make sense? Like, I don't mean to like take no, that too no. deep, but that's my, yeah. my very first thought when you said that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I, cause I actually wanted to ask you what, yeah, what has your experience been, especially when you first started? Because 
I think the thing that I lose sight of sometimes is I see, and this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs, I believe, is we all have that goal that we want to get to, or we see the person in the future that we're like, yes, that's who we want to be. And we think that we can be them now, or we can be that now, or our business will be that now. And it's just, I'm finding that's definitely not true for us, <laughs> no matter how much I will it into into existence. So I'd love to hear from you even, you know, when you first started compared to where you guys are now, what did that look like? Yeah. F- first off, I lost a lot more sleep than I do now. Not that I don't lose sleep still, because I do. But like when we first started, we we grew faster than my wildest expectations. And I, I am very thankful for that because I'm like an overly ambitious entrepreneur. When it comes to like, oh yeah, we'll be here in no time. And it's like, dude, that's a five-year plan. You said one month, you know, like that's kind of like, I've got, I've, I've brought it in a little bit, but initially my wildest dreams, we outpaced by like 10x. Wow. And it, we had major server issues. We we didn't build the platform. We built it to test this idea. And overnight it went from testing the idea to being massive. And yeah, it caused all kinds of problems. We were getting emails every day. Hey, this isn't working. This isn't working. And in my head, I thought every single person who was reaching out was angry. Like that's just where it was. I'm like, they're, they're so mad. They're so angry. What I didn't realize until I started getting on calls with these individuals is they weren't actually mad at me. They just cared. They wanted me to know, but they said, Hey, listen, what you're doing doesn't exist. You're paving a better future for podcasters to find guests and vice versa. And so of course there's some people that just, you know how it is. Some people are just, if you're already an angry person, you're just going to spread that anger through everything. Right. But you learn to like, let that roll off as much as you can. I mean, we're human, so it is going to hurt no matter what. Right. But at the end of the day, when I start getting these calls, people are like, Hey, I believe in you. I'm in your corner. It hasn't worked in two weeks and I'm paying you. Right. And like, so for me, like it was a lot of lost sleep. Like it, it honestly, I lost hair because of it, you know, like, and not because I, it was really because I cared. Like I, I'm still to this day, not like a super driven by money entrepreneur, which I know makes me like a kind of, kind of strange in the space. But in general, I just care to deliver the promise I made people like made for people that I care about. And so, yeah, early on, it was a ton of lost sleep. It was a ton of like stress and pressure of me feeling like, man, am I really making a difference? Like, am I really going to drive this thing forward? And like, we grew really fast. And now I feel like we have a crumbling foundation. Like, what, what do I do? Like, what if it well, like, if it doesn't work? And now all these people like just don't have a solution anymore. And they're back to square one where they were before I started. All these things came up and I guess that the best piece of advice I was given, Deidre, that like I still hold on to today was somebody used the example of like us being an entrepreneur and our, our businesses being like a caterpillar that's turning into a butterfly. And so they gave this like real life story that that they experienced where they said that they their kid found a cocoon outside and they decided, you know, all, all kids like, wow, I found it. I want to see it turn into a butterfly. So they brought it inside, put it in a jar or whatever. And then the one the day happened when it started its transformation, for lack of a better term. Obviously, I don't know nature, but whatever happens to make that caterpillar turn into a butterfly, right? That time came up. And so the kids watching it, but the parent that I was talking to said it looked so painful and this thing just struggled its way through. And finally, they opened the jar and helped it get out. And what ended up happening was that that butterfly actually wasn't able to fly as a result. And when they started looking at it and finding out why there must have been something wrong with it, no, actually, in order to develop the muscles needed to actually fly and to truly become a butterfly, it has to go through all that stress and pressure or it will never be able to fully develop into what it needs to be. And that person told me, he's like, Alex, that is you and that is your business. You have to go through some of these struggles and some people are going to have to see you go through that in order for you to come out the other side, something that can actually truly serve them to the highest capacity. And Deidre, I mean, I don't know if that helps you at all, but like I still hold on to that story and remember that 
because here I am years later and I wish I could tell you that all that sleepless nights go away and the pressure or the stress of feeling like you're not delivering. I wish I could say all that goes away, but it doesn't. We just have to get better and, and remember the vision of why we're doing this to serve people. And if we feel stress, pressure, any of that, it's because we, it's because we care. And that's a good thing. It means we haven't lost sight of our true vision to serve others as an entrepreneur. I'm probably rambling here a little bit. I don't mean to, but I, that's where I'm at. And that's helped me a bit if I can just, again, be fully transparent with you. Yeah, that's super helpful. And I'm actually like tearing up a little because I think it's like, it's like hitting because like, I think I, we're just running so hard right now. Like it's just, you know, we're, it's like issue after issue after issue. And I feel so bad for our Capchovians because they're caught up in this. Like they don't, you know, they, they've been the best, the best community and they, you know, they don't deserve to not have something that works amazingly. But it is useful, I think, to know that and hopefully, yeah, to know that we're not alone in this journey, to know that, yeah, they like in a way it's not my, it's not my capture. It's not, no, you know, Bonners or Ashes or whoever's, it's actually like everyone. It's, this is something that belongs to everyone. And I think that's also the mindset shift and the, you know, when you talk about the struggles and stuff, it's so easy to get into my own head about it, to be like, well, it's absolutely my fault, which I do take extreme accountability of, but also like I should be leaning on others to actually help capture, come out of the cocoon and be a beautiful yeah. butterfly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself, right? Like, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Me too. And at, at the end of the day, we, we, we both believe you and I are very similar as entrepreneurs. Like we, we are a community driven entrepreneur. Like we, we, Neither of us got in this to say, I'm going to buy a Ferrari and my house on the beach. And I'm going to be rich and famous. And like that, that's never been either of our, our ideas behind this. Like we didn't get into it for that reason. And although most people that get into entrepreneurship, that is the, that's the underlying thing that they all want, right? We got in this because we believe in the vehicle that we're creating, that it's going to truly serve a community that in turn is going to leverage that to serve the world. Like you and I are the same with that. And I mean, you, what you said was so beautiful. Like we're, it's not just yours. It's this community that again is going out and ultimately making the world a better place by serving. And I'm preaching to the converted here, which happens to be myself. Like I put too much pressure on myself every single day. And I have multiple times a day, like I literally have it written down, like in, I'm holding it right now, this journal to, to stop and take some deep breaths because I know that like relieves stress and, and like lowers your blood pressure. And I have to do that. And I'm not like a super stressed guy, but like I just put all the pressure back on myself when in reality, there's a whole community that feels not, maybe not equal buy-in, but they feel some sense of buy-in and they will forgive us along the way because together we're paving what we think is a better future. And again, I'm preaching to myself when I say that because I need to hear it. I need to take those deep breaths every single day because it's tough being in this seat because again, you feel like, well, I'm at the helm of this ship. There might be a hundred of us on it, but at the end of the day, if we run a ground or head a wrong direction, that is on me. And that is true to an extent, but remembering that everyone on there is willing to take a shift more or less, right? Mm -hmm. To do something along the way should relieve us a little bit. I, I like to think. <laughs> well, you know, definitely, Alex, I'm in your corner. <laughs> so, sure, so. Right. so I'll take a shift. I'll take a shift for you for sure. Now, whether or not we'll be able to maneuver around the iceberg, I don't. When I'm, when I'm on the hill, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have used the, used that example too soon. No, but I that thank you. That's a good reminder, actually, of what how to how to keep things in perspective and what's actually important. Now, do you want to make this like you know about 
me I had no idea I said I just did because <laughs> but I would because we you know everyone and I think we're just going to turn this into a podcast episode as well but like what <laughs> what would you advise because everyone listening to this is an entrepreneur in some aspect they may not be a tech co-founder or founder but they're an entrepreneur in some way so if we step back and we kind of go in these moments of extreme doubt and extreme pressure and just feeling like we're never gonna it feels like we can't get out of this and like and that we are impacting the people that we are here to serve and that we want to be making like the lives that we want to be making better in some way what's kind of your what's the and I know that you shared some really great stories and some things but do you have like I don't know a manager do you have something that you go to all the time that helps you through these moments and then do you have a even a story of like when you've been in this and when you come out of it and almost the community rallying around you because of that. I don't know. If, I totally put you on the spot. I don't know if you have any of those. Yeah. Stories or those. yeah. No, I, I do. I mean, well, first off, like having your own like little network around you is super important. So like I have a lot of my closest friends, like literally probably don't know what I do. They're like, I think he does something on radio or in something on the internet. Right. Like, and that, that's okay. Like I'm fine with that. Like, so having something that pulls you away from it is super healthy. Also, for me, having something inside of my space is we're, we're part of the same mastermind together. Two of the same, like we're into the same mastermind. And because of that, it just helps you know you're not alone. And, and I, th that is so important. Beyond those two things, which I think we all need, I, my team and I, we, we it's, it's weird. And you know this. If you get one bad remark or email or someone reaches out, like it doesn't matter if you had 100 people say something nice that day. All that you can think about is the one negative. And if there's one thing I could change about me as a person, I wish that I wish it could flip. Like if 10 people said one mean things about me, but there was one nice, like I'd love to more be that way. Like I immediately go back to Dumb and Dumber where he goes, so you're saying there's a chance. Like if anyone remembers that, right? Like there's no chance, but like you're saying there's like one, if it was one in a million, there's still that little chance. I would like to be that optimistic about it. But so what me and the team have done is whenever we're feeling down, we built like a, we have an internal Slack channel. That's what we use for our internal, like just quick communication, which everyone's pretty familiar with, right? We have something called our happy news channel. And when somebody says something that is just like, oh, this was so freaking nice. We just post it in there. And so for me, sometimes when I get down, I literally go to that channel. I'll just get caught up on it. And it's like nicest remark after nicest remark. And some person just was being really mean, right? And anyway, so like that helps out a lot. But if I could think of like a specific story and then I'll share like what kind of keeps me what keeps me going, right? Like what keeps me moving. The specific story would be, I talked to somebody, this was probably a year ago, and they just felt like totally lost in their business from a lead perspective. And so they were a podcast guest and a podcast host, and they were actually really talented what they do, but they were awful at sales and marketing, just terrible. And, and I'm not trying to be rude. Like if they heard this, they'd be like, yep, that's me. <laughs> but they turned it around. And the way they actually did that was through the vehicle of podcasting. And so this person talked about feeling depressed, stressed. When we had our conversation, like just like I just felt like I was going to fail and it was for sure going to happen. And then somebody random in like a Facebook group mentioned, hey, I just found this thing called Podmatch. And this person said I joined as a guest, as a host. And like a year later, they literally came out of like a terrible situation into now like thriving more than they ever had in business. Now, that wasn't us. We were just the vehicle to get them there. It was their expertise that obviously made that happen. But like hearing that, I was like, man, this person and their family's life was completely changed because of the vehicle that we gave them to get there. And so that leads to like what actually keeps me going every day. Like I don't look, I try not to look at the up and down times of servers and like 
the MRR even, so monthly reoccurring revenue, like looking at that spike and, and drop and be like, why are 10 people leaving today, right? Like I, I try to look at that stuff instead, each of the little products that we have, I do my best to look at what is the ideal outcome for somebody who's using this. Going to that back to that example, that person whose life it changed, that happened through podcast bookings on Podmatch specifically. So I think of that one. What I look at is the total number of podcast interviews that have happened and episodes have been released as a result. When that number is climbing, I can look at that and say, you know what? Despite all the other crap that might be happening alongside, if that number is climbing, someone's life, like this person I just talked about, is being changed and being influenced in a positive way. And so I have to just hold on to that. And so for each of the products, I have a non-monetary metric that is my primary tracking mechanism. So like Podcast SOP, it's how many episodes have been completed by podcast hosts. And on Pod Lottery, how many reviews have been left on podcast? Not even how many have been won, how many have been actually left on other podcasts? Oh, wow, we've helped 10,000 podcasters get additional reviews on their podcast. That's amazing, right? Like those are the different things that I have to go to. And I think that the more we pull away the actual business of it and look at the end result that we desire someone to have, the the better the better it keeps our mindset and the healthier it makes us as people saying, you know what, we're helping somebody do what they've signed up to do in the first place. I can sleep well at night knowing that. And I, I went on a mini rant there. I hope that was helpful. Okay, very helpful. I mean, A, I'm going to start that Slack channel. <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy moments. I'm totally going to do that. And yeah, the I think it's just, even when you say that, I feel like when I take that step back, because this is the funny thing that happens, right? Like when whenever we start a business, we always have that in mind. It's like, yes, I'm going to help um, this particular person do this particular thing. And it's such a great outcome. But then the more that the business goes on and you lose sight of that a lot of times, I think, because yeah. you get buried in the metrics and you're buried in all the things that people tell you that you need to be tracking and that the important, you know, and I think this is, it kind of feels like the the, the pressure is released a little bit because it's like as long as we can stay core to what it is that we had set out to do and the people that we help we set out to serve then these are hic- and it sucks that these hiccups are happening <laughs> still but it's a moment in time like we will get past this and I think that's I think that's what we need to be constantly looking at for sure you know this this reminds me going back to the community side of it and stuff like People are nicer than you and I think often because, again, we get that one person in that both our businesses, thankfully, have grown a lot. But we have enough that like every day you probably hear something negative like it just yeah. happens now. But it's still only one percent when you have 10 people using your software, one percent, they're only going to reach out once a quarter, once a month. So it doesn't feel like much. Right. But then when it grows, that one percent turns into like up to multiple times per day. And you're like, I'm not doing a good job anymore. But at the end of the day, that's not the true community that you've built. And I love this story. I there was a really big company. I'll I'll. I don't want them to like, anyway, I'll just leave them nameless, right? That I had subscribed their email and they had a really unfortunate typo in one of their like emails that went out to hundreds of thousands of people. But I was like, ooh, I happened to talk to their CEO not long afterwards. He goes, you know what? He goes, weirdly enough, he goes, that was the email we got the most positive feedback from. And people saying, you all do such a great job and responding in a positive way because they showed the human element of not being perfect. And they did apologize. Like, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to go out. And people were like, wow, that was really cool. It was just everything you do is so polished and perfect all the time. It was just cool to see that you're like me and make mistakes. Yeah. And so I think for you and me, we have to also release the pressure of having, I don't think either of us have this. I've never gotten this vibe from you of we've got it all together. And most entrepreneurs, they want to look like I've got this thing dialed in. It's perfect. You're never going to find a problem with it. But if we just straight up say, whoops, totally made a mistake, <laughs> right? Like didn't mean to do that, but hey, we're all in this together. Let's try something else. And as long as we can bring 
people back together. Again, the 1%, we just got to, the outlier that's rude, mean, we just got to push them aside in our minds, right? And stick with the 99 that are saying, yeah, we're in this together. That was maybe not our best decision as a group, but let's keep on going, right? And just own it. And for me, like ever since seeing that email, and that was years ago, I have multiple times apologized for small updates that didn't that, that didn't ship as proper, like as they should, right? They actually cause problems or typos I've had or things that just didn't work. And along the way, I've just been fully transparent with it. And I'm telling you what, people have appreciated that more than better software, weirdly enough, right? They would rather just be like, yeah, Alex is another one of us than, oh yeah, everything he does is perfect. And so and I, I'm not saying you're off the hook for not trying to perform at an excellence, a level of excellence, right? I'm not saying that. We need to always do that. But at the end of the day, we are human. We're not AI like you build. So if we do something that's not perfect, it's okay. And I, I think as long as we are open about that, to me, that's a, alleviated a lot of stress. Again, not all of it. Like I'm on this journey with you, but like that has helped a lot knowing, you know what? These people are actually my friends and they care. I love that. I feel like this is, would be the perfect moment to be like, if you're an entrepreneur struggling with these issues, here's a hotline. <laughs> I don't have one. Support and help. 1-800-ENTREPRENEUR. <laughs> and people are like, I don't know how to spell it because I don't know how to spell it. So no one's going to call that number anyway. We can say it exists. 1-800-ENTREPRENEUR. Right, call it everybody. Right. No, but definitely reach out. Reach out to me. Reach out to Alex. We are here for for you, honestly. Like that's that's what we do day in and day out. So thank you, Alex. This just kind of turned from a chat into a podcast episode. That's unexpected, but here we are. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and I don't know. Is there anything that you, any call to action you would like to make? Call that. We did. This was literally just supposed to be a conversation of two <laughs> co-founder co-founders of companies venting about where we're at. No, I don't have a call to action, but I, I think that just at the same point, like everything we do has got to come from a place of service. That's got to be our mindset. And at the end of the day, like serving isn't always pretty. And, and I'll give an example that I'm going to steal from Seth Godin. One of his books, he talked about this. He talked about shipping creative work and it was called The Practice. And the idea is, hey, just ship what you have. Get it out there. Get your creative work in the world. Don't wait for perfection. And he used this really great example. And I'll make this really brief here. But he talked about this being my first day, I'll just put myself in the story. My first day is a lifeguard at the beach, right? And so I sit there, I get to my quick training. I'm sitting there, I'm obviously nervous. It's my first day out there. And then my person who's training me walks away and they, they go to their own station, right? And then of course, someone in the water is drowning. My reaction, if we're just looking at how people treat the, the world of entrepreneurship is to immediately divert and say, well, hold on a minute. I know you're drowning, but let me go get this guy who's been doing this for five years. He's way more equipped than I am. Hold on, hold your breath as long as you can. Don't die, right? I'll go get him and I'll be right back. In real life, Deidre, that would never happen. What you're going to do is as ugly as it may look, you are gonna go out there and you're gonna do everything you can to save that person's life. Even if it means breaking their arm by mistake, right? You're gonna get out there and you're going to do it. And so for all of us creators, whether you're a podcaster, some sort of software founder, at the end of the day, if you don't send something, if you don't publish something, if you don't release something, it doesn't actually serve anybody. It only serves somebody once you've released it. And you know what? It may be ugly. It may not be your best work, but in the day, sitting in your head, sitting in a draft folder is not actually going to serve anybody. So it's in your best interest to get it out there, do your best, and then focus on continuous improvement as you go. And I, so no call to action, but maybe some final words of wisdom, if you can call it that. But I just want to share that because I think that that would be really valuable for many of us to hear, even as podcasters. Oh, 100%. Even for me, that was like, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no courage. There's no accolades you get nothing you get when you don't put yourself out there with all the messiness and the things that go wrong and all of the yeah it you just have to be in it you have to be in it that's 
be the man or woman in the arena. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Awesome. Great podcast episode. I love it.